And we are live. Good morning, oh my God. <clears throat> Hang on one second. I'm going to bring my boy Arzal. What's up, Ben? What's up, brother? How you doing? Dude, good. What's what's up with your voice? What happened? You sound like you uh, swallowed a frog. Oh, it's... Uh, <laughs> I do a lot of shows and I do a lot of talking and and that'll do it. And, and plus I'm actually broadcasting from home because last night my wife uh, her flight was all screwed up. I usually broadcast from my club. Uh here in Sarasota, but uh, it's. I didn't know just... you're in Sarasota now. <clears throat> I remember um, I I was actually at one of your events back up in Jersey. I, oh I didn't yeah, know. we were in like uh, some bar in Wayne, which was which was a lot of fun. That was, was, back. That was yeah. like six years ago or something like that. But uh, yeah, lots of uh, lots has changed. Uh, since you know then okay i like it i like it yeah how are you my friend good good man i'm good good I, hey uh for everyone watching uh we're actually on like every channel i have which is about 40 uh nice and for everyone who doesn't know who Sal is, uh, he is on Twitter a, a lot. I, brother, you're like, when I see your post, I'm like, my man <laughs> out there throwing the heat. And it's, um, uh, could you let everyone know where they can find you yeah uh social media you can just find me at um you just look me up i'm on all of your favorite platforms sal, sal mayweather or salvia gorist i'm also you can check out my website salviagorist.com and uh that's about it yeah i'm on twitter facebook well i've, I've actually just got thrown off of facebook no yeah, that's a yeah, it's ridiculous. So follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat is really the main three places now. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, um uh, uh, it's the reason I wanted to have you on the show was because I feel and I don't know how you feel, I feel I feel a shift just happened something changed in the energy of i guess you would call it the consciousness and it's it's good it's like we shifted away or maybe not away but in a different direction from the trend going down. Maybe we're flattening out and on our way up again. You mean in terms of uh, crypto? 
No, 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 no. You mean politically? No. Yeah. Uh, although I am actually Bitcoin Ben, uh, my number one goal is freedom. That's it. Yeah. Right. You're one of the original uh, Bitcoiners. Yeah. That, that was the yeah. original goal that we had in mind until we got sort of co-opted by the finance bros and the, you know, Wall Street investors and stuff. You're absolutely yeah. right, though. There's definitely like a, a shift is definitely something is sort of. I don't know that it's going to fundamentally change things overall. Oh, long picture. You know, I guess you're more optimistic. The way I look at it is I think that. um you know, none of the four people running for president are going to which one's going to end the Fed, which one is going to part well, Assange and abolish the ATF and abolish the IRS. None of them. None of them. Well, uh, I would argue that uh, you're right. None of them will. But I think that through technology and through this new shift, yeah, they're actually going to collapse under their own weight. Sorry. You're absolutely right. That's called agorism. That's the whole yeah. philosophy of agorism. We believe, and obviously, you know, you're—I don't have to, you know—you're one of the OG Bitcoiners. I don't have to tell you. The idea is that we're not going to vote these institute. We're not going to vote these bureaucrats out of the out of these institutions. We're not going to vote to abolish these institutions. They would never. You know, it's absurd to think that a banking cartel would voluntarily give up a monopoly on the issuance of currency. It's not going to happen. But what we can do is we can make them obsolete the same way that Netflix made Blockbuster obsolete. God, I love you. The same way that, you know, the camera on your iPhone made Kodak obsolete, right? We That's how we're going to do it. It's going to be through peaceful revolution, through commerce and economic exchange, voluntary exchange, not through state coercion. That's, you know, absurd. Yeah, it's I I completely agree with you. I uh, uh out of all of the people running for president, now mind you, I have realistic expectations right. of any president. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the reason that I do is I know presidents really don't have that much authority. They're executive officers. They basically execute agendas, right? But me, I've always had the opinion, you can write whatever law you want reality doesn't give a shit right? exactly exactly and that's the whole idea and that's and that is sort of um the beauty of cryptocurrency that's why i tell people that's why i tell people become your own bank grow your own food and get a 3d printer because you need to sort of remove you need to sort of enter into a permissionless environment where these people what they say is just a, a bad idea it's just a bad suggestion right why would i use a currency that's been inflated by 98 percent why would I follow these ridiculous gun laws? When, if, like, if you live, I don't live in a gun-free zone. I'm in St. Pete, Florida. Yeah, but if I, you're literally right that up. I know you're like 30 minutes from me. Yeah, yeah. That. I got friends down by you. Um, yeah, we should coordinate one of these days. But if I did live in one of these 
uh, gun-free zones. Ra- like I wouldn't, you wouldn't catch me walking around South Side of Chicago without a gun on me, what? right? It would just wouldn't happen. So you have to, uh, you have to behave in a sort of permissionless fashion. Forget what these political parasites suggest or don't suggest. And you're right. There, we have to have realistic uh, expectations of what the, what these four candidates are going to do. And it's, you know, it's not. <clears throat> again, you have to sort of. The thing about freedom and liberty is, it's it, it exists here. It, no other person can give it to you because it's not theirs in the first place. They don't have possession of it. How can I give you something that I don't have? A, a politician can't give you your freedom because it's yours. It's something inherent within you that you have to claim. And we do that through agorism and counter-economics, things like Bitcoin, 3D printers, uh, your, your, your local garden, tokenized securities and assets. Look at the stuff going on with Gary Gensler and the parasites at the SEC. Why would you put up with that? If I wanted to, if I wanted to raise capital, if I was starting a chain of coffee shops and I really needed to raise capital, rather than listing shares on a public exchange, I would be more inclined to create tokens and offer a, a sale on, on blockchain on a decentralized exchange, you know what I mean? Using cryptography so that it's all, you know, that's that's how I would do it. We're past the point. Technology has exceeded the the need to sort of submit to the parasites. Yep, and and what what a lot of people don't realize, I guess, because they have they have this unrealistic view of being surveillanced, right? As as much as we are surveyed, it's um, it doesn't matter because. I, I, I have said and I have done things and I never think of if I'm breaking the law. I don't give a shit. I know. Right? That's how I am, dude. You, you know, you it's, can't. It's, lit, it's literally live your life and if if some official walks up and says, hey, uh, you need to file X to do X. I tell him, fuck you, sue me. Right, right, exactly. I'm I'm of this, I'm kind of the same cloth, my man. I don't, uh, I, I don't think that and you're right. Everybody does think that they're being surveilled too often. You know, in when East and West Germany were split, everybody thought in East Germany that uh, the, the Stasi and the secret police were spying on them. And once the wall fell down and, and they, they sort of got into the, the offices, they found that only like a very small percentage of people were actually being surveilled. But it only takes you only have to you know watch two or three percent of the people to give the effect that you're watching everybody. Mm-hmm. And um you're absolutely right. People are, they, they go, the government isn't as competent as you would imagine. Big that gun. doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you shouldn't take operational security, as we say in counter-economics, seriously. You should be concerned about privacy and, uh, you know, network security and, and stuff like that. And when you can and when you should, you should use encrypted communications. Again, none of these things are going to be, you know, cure-alls. None of them are going to protect you entirely, but they do help. And uh, they are good. It's good to get into the habit of using these tools when you're able to. But again, they are not as competent as you would imagine. 
No, and a prime example is the SEC, right? 99% of the charges or allegations that the SEC files is the failure to file. That means you didn't tell us what you were doing. Right. I know, which is now, which is absurd. It's exactly because this is what I, I'm a history buff. I love history, but I love real history, not this horseshit they teach you. You know, and when you understand law, right? When you understand that laws are in levels, they're laid on top of each other, and that our, although we live in a civilian legal structure, which is what happened after the Civil War, right? They switched our laws into a civilian legal structure and that civilian legal structure is actually on top of what we call common law so everyone thinks we lost common law no no no, no. common law is is here then we have constitutional law. <clears throat> then we have civil law. All it's all layers where each law structure is linked with a document that uh, recognizes the uh, law structure under it and then branches off of that it's almost um, in blockchain it would be the equivalent of a second layer um, uh, if you have like bitcoin and then you have cash app you know cash app resolves on the actual Bitcoin blockchain every 24 hours, right? So that, or it's actually more frequently than that. But you get my point, it's layered. And if you know, you don't need a lawyer, folks. You don't need lawyers loyal lawyers are officers of the court right the the legal structure we live in is actually um or let me say the court structure we live in is actually based off of captain authority in the maritime law structure. That's why every courtroom 
has a swinging door that you have to enter into the jurisdiction, right? And when when you understand all of this, and you understand that when you go into a court, the first thing you should say is prove my identity. Request the judge prove your identity. They can't do it because you um, you have not claimed your identity in the court. So, well, I think one of the first things they would do is. By the way, your picture froze. I don't know if I'm the only one or if that's throughout the no, whole no, show, but I got it. Happens okay. all the time. I um, I'm on my fourth YouTube channel. I've had my house raided. I've had the FBI at my house <laughs> twice. Uh, it's it's just a common occurrence. Okay, I just didn't know if that was just me or the whole show. But I think the first thing they would do <clears throat> is be like, "Put your hand on the Bible. Are you are you so and so?" And if you uh, said no, and then, I don't know, they were able to prove, I would just be afraid that they were going to knock me for perjury or something like that. My, my preference is to walk in there and say nothing. I tell people, just shut up. Just don't say a damn thing uh, except not guilty or I want my lawyer and that's it. Um, but like you said, even them, you can't really trust entirely, especially uh, these uh, public defenders who are sort of, and I don't want to, you know, denigrate anybody, but they're sort of bottom of the barrel kind of people, the government lawyers, you know what I mean? It's government quality uh, representation. And they're going to try to get you to plead to make their life as easy as possible. So they can get on to the next case. Don't do it. Um, again, they're not as competent as you'd think. Uh, and I mean, yeah, that's, that's just how I see it. Shut up and say, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm not guilty and deny, deny, deny. That's the that's, yeah. that's the Agoras mantra. Yeah, it's um, uh, let me shut off my camera real quick and see if this will do it. I tried shutting your the camera off too and turning it back on, but it didn't. I don't want to refresh the page because it might crash. There we go. There you go. You're back. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, it's um, it, it, it's. I'll tell you what. Being me is interesting because I um, I I say what I mean and I mean what I say, and when you do that. And you never, I never apologize for what I say. Because when I do, when I do what I do, I do it because I mean it. Right. And that, that attitude is, 
commonly looked at as a negative. And I see it as a positive because I'm, I'm genuine. I'm, uh, a, you get what you see. And yeah, I, as long as you believe in it, then you should be genuine. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, as yeah. long as you're being real with people, then you absolutely should be genuine. I mean, that's the way I see it. There's no reason to, if you're if you're fake with people, your people are going to see right through it, and they're going to be able to tell. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, and I'm sorry, guys, apparently uh, my software screwed up. And I wasn't broadcasting on all of the channels. It was over, only over on uh, 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 Patreon. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but we should be broadcasting on all of them now. Uh, it's. It's this idea that we have to submit to a government. It's, it's, that's, that's not what we do. That's not what Americans do. That's not what humans do. That's, we, we should never submit to anyone else's ideals of who we should be. No, and <clears throat> that of course is the whole problem. And to me, it's what it what it is is elitism, right? That's all it is. It's who are these people to tell me that that I'm too incompetent to make decisions for myself? But thank God for me, I have the the wise uh, and and noble senators and congressmen to make these decisions for me. Like I'm too stupid to know how important it is to save for retirement. But thank God I have Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders to plan my social security for me, right? You're, you're, you're too stupid to know what we're worth on an hourly basis. But thank God we have politicians to tell us what our wage should be, right? You're, you can't be trusted with a firearm, right? But you know who can? Dianne Feinstein and, and, you know, and all their bodyguards, right? So it's, it's, it's a form of elitism and it's, it's a, it's a variant of cuckoldry, really. This whole idea that another human being should or could tell me how to live my life, I just don't understand it. And, and people fall back on this whole idea of, well, we need it for like societal organization. Who's going to build the roads? You know, uh, stuff like that. They can't imagine, you know, creating infrastructure in a way that's, that doesn't include political parasites. Yeah. Right. They can't they can't figure out how to lay rock in a flat pattern without without politicians. Like it makes no sense to me. My my the way I like to explain it to people is there are no goods or services, zero, which the state provides us with, which the market is unable to provide at both a cheaper cost and a higher quality. That's true across the board. If you understand why uh, we wouldn't want the government to provide cell phones or, or food to people, right? What a disaster that would be. Well, guess what? We can apply the same thing to everything else, right? Roads, courts, you, you name it. Like, you, you know, and that's the other thing too, is any transaction that's voluntary, whenever you and I enter into a transaction, if I, if I buy uh, an apple from you for a dollar, we know anybody watching that transaction without knowing anything else about you and I, 
they know that I want, I value that apple more than a dollar and that you value the dollar more than the apple, right? So that exchange is mutually beneficial. Both of us, it's a win-win for both of us, right? When the state coerces you into a transaction, that's no longer the case, right? You're not, you're not better off when, when you're taxed. But you're not better off when, you know, they, they apply some arbitrary law to you. They give you a $50 fine for a seatbelt ticket. Those transactions that aren't voluntary are not mutually beneficial. So it's like, first of all, they aren't competent enough. I mean, these people, Congress can't even write a budget. Who in their right mind thinks that they should be in charge of our health care? I mean, it makes no sense. It's, it's, you know, it's absurd. It's crazy. So no, you're right. They're not, you know, there's, they have no right to make decisions for us. But they're also unable to make decisions for us. They can't. Politics, the the it's sort of the reverse of the market, right? In, in a private business, the 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 best rise to the top. In politics, the shit rises to the top, right? You get the dumbest of the dumb. Look at Joe Biden. I mean, the guy can't even complete a sentence. I mean, and he is the the leader of the free world. I, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see John Fetterman run for president one day soon, because I mean. You know, it's between the two of them. They can't complete a sentence. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I absolutely agree. It's, it's, we keep looking up for help, which now mind you, having a friend or having someone who agrees more with us in the White House helps. But the bureaucracy is larger than the presidency. You yeah. have too many paychecks. Bureaucrats. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it, I had a tweet recently where I said um, <clears throat> the administrative state is like a, a fourth unelected, unaccountable branch of government. Right? They issue laws you know, I remember when I was get when I was in school, they were saying how um, if you're the head of one of these agencies, all you have to do is write a memo, yep. and that memo carries with it the full force of law. Yep. Right. And like if if the you know the head of the IRS says from now on you got to make sure you check box twenty seven, and if you don't, we 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 could we you know we might not, but we could find you. We could raid your house. Well, guess what? If you don't check box twenty seven, and they they have no other excuse to bust your chops. That's going to be the excuse, right? So, the the point is that uh, it's it's all arbitrary. There's these people are not elected; they're entrenched. They go from one administration to the other. They are, there's these are career bureaucrats. They have been, you know, the the deputy director of you know IRS land taxation has probably been there for fifty years. You know what I mean? So, he's what the the political winds that shift don't affect those people. And that's that's what I when I say the deep state, that's what I'm referring to. And what a better example than uh, Tony Fauci. The guy was at the head of the NR, NIH for like, I don't know, decades. And he he was a, a large reason why the AIDS crisis in the 80s was as bad as it was. Yep. But none of the none of the political wins were able to blow him out of office. Right. No yep. elected official was able to get him out of there. And he just stayed there doing more damage, heaping it on. And uh, it's the, it's true. Look at the ATF. It's I mean, obviously, look at the ATF. They do terrible things. Obviously, the IRS, all of these, the Bureau of Land Management, 
remember when they raided those poor uh, Western ranchers a oh, few yeah. years ago? Yep. Yeah. I mean, there it's it's all of these executive agencies. Somebody has to get in there. You know, if you were the president, the first thing the president should do is to get these people under control. But of course, then the, the issue is then you get Kennedy, right? We, you, you go after like the CIA or something and you wind up going for a ride in a convertible in Dallas. And that's the end of that. So it's yeah. it's an entrenched bureaucracy. Well, it's um, I agree. Now, Trump. Trump is not perfect at nowhere near perfect. But I think that he's him and RFK. If RFK can get his mind a little more libertarian, uh, then they would make a great team together as president, vice president. Now, mind you, once again, I think that the presidency is not going to save us. That that we will save ourselves because we'll just migrate into the new system. And the new system is decentralized applications where right now everyone's on Facebook, everyone's on Twitter, everything, all that. Well, that's, although I think Twitter's going to be the first, and and I'm going to say this in this is what logically makes sense to me. That Twitter is going to decentralize itself. It's actually going to switch from what it is now. And it's actually, actually going to move on to a blockchain. And you'll actually be able to run a... Twitter node, and that Twitter node will be your account, All right? And the reason I say that is, is Elon Musk understands blockchain at a level that a lot of people don't give him credit for. And Elon Musk understands that to have a truly decentralized and a truly free speech platform, it has to be decentralized and that the node structure is the key. That that each each node will verify the source code of the platform. It's a blockchain. Um, it's the equivalent of uh, uh, Steam. It, you know, right. the old you know, platform that. Well, you know, I. <clears throat> 
you know, the look, I, I, I think you're right. Your assessment of the future is right. I think what's happening is you're like all of these, as things are today, you know, Mark Zuckerberg uses your data and profits off of it. You know, when you use Facebook, you create data based on your, you know, what who you interact with. That data is used by Mark Zuckerberg to, you know, gain advertisements and advertisers. Same thing is true of Elon Musk, right? So Twitter's data, I think he just said not too long ago, is their most valuable asset. Well, you know, I think with blockchain, we're seeing with through the magic of content tokenization, which what I'm what I'm calling is is the Tocambrian explosion. Because I think you're going to see Caucasian. I think you're going to see tokens explode and they're going to be used for uh, all sorts of different things, things we can't even dream of right now. There's going to be an an explosion, a blossoming of of tokens and content tokenization uh, and of online content is going to be huge. And we already see that with like Steemit and Mines, uh, where you profit off of your your content, not Mark Zuckerberg. Right. When someone sees, yeah. you know, your content on Facebook, Zuckerberg profits. Well, it shouldn't be that way. And in the future, we're going to decentralize uh, social media. And I, I think you're right. And of course, with data, that'll be tokenized as well. You'll be able to control, uh, you know, who you'll have, you'll have more control over your data and stuff like that. So you're absolutely right. I don't think change is going to come from anybody in the White House, um, regardless of who's in there. I don't know if you saw RFK just, uh, did a complete 180 like yesterday yeah he 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 said he would sign a bill banning assault rifles which of course would lead to civil war immediately because i ain't turning it in shit i know that and i i know you're not so it's like (laughs) i can tell you right now none of my neighbors are going to be turning shit in and i've been to sarasota so i can tell you all of southwest florida would not comply with this and i would imagine the same is true of much of the rest of the the country so, uh, and he also said that he's for um, the consideration of race and college admissions. He came out yesterday and said he's for affirmative action. So he's yeah. he's sort of um, shot himself in the foot. And obviously, yeah, Joe I, Biden. Uh, I actually put out a tweet. They're like, and he's gone. <laughs> right, right. I know he. He completely went back so on what he said, and that uh, that Twitter was a Twitter space, or um, I forget what interview where he said that. Uh, Look, the Supreme Court made up their mind; the Second Amendment is in place, and people have the right to own guns. And I wouldn't be interested in, in taking anybody's stuff. And when he said that, I said, "Wow, that's the first you know reasonable." position that i've heard a democrat say obviously look i don't trust any of these people as far as i could throw them even even the ones who talk good even the ones who talk good i don't i don't trust them because i i've seen what these politicians do and uh of course it didn't take long for him to prove prove me right well it was like less than a week before he came out and contradicted himself yeah yeah uh... but the same thing is true of desantis and trump the same thing is true of those guys. They're they're not uh, going to be the cure-all. You don't vote yourself out of $30 trillion of debt, right? You, you don't – it's just – it's not something that you can vote – you can vote your way out of, unfortunately. I wish no. it was as easy as doing that. And you got to, like, think about how cultish the whole, the whole concept sounds, right? If we all go on the same day into the magical voting booth behind the magic curtain, and we all press the right buttons on the same day at the right time, then we can solve the nation's problem. 
Like you got to be really sort of out there to think that that would be a viable solution, you know, to fix a $30 trillion debt problem. Like you said, though, it's not bad to have a friendly face in positions of power so that you don't have to worry about, you know, severe oppression, like mandatory vaccines or something like that. But, you know, that's why we have the Second Amendment, of course, right? Like that. I never once worried about being forcibly injected by politicians because I know I'd rather die. I would rather die than to have them to let Nancy Pelosi shoot a needle in my arm. Right. Plus, if um, if if you know the history of the eugenics movement. You already know that, number one, the health care system is not there to heal you. It's there to kill you. Right. 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 If if you understand that the elite and this is not pinfoil hat shit, right? The elite think that they're here to manage us and that they have a blood right. It's, that, it's almost like a like a rancher manages cattle. That's how they look. Yes, yes. That's exactly that's exactly how they look at us. And it's it's we're we're literally coming to a moment and oh uh one more side note here for everyone who's reacting to the sec saying that all of the etf filings were insignificant or uh, were not adequate <laughs> look Understand what's going on, right? With every other filing of any EFT, they were never given any guidance on audit. They never got any public or private guidance. This is Gary Gensler going to the Wall Street Journal and saying, these here need this. So he's actually, while everyone else is like, oh, they're going to reject it. No, this is the show, right? Because if he's guiding them, what he's doing is he's capturing the momentum of the populace that's excited about this. And then he's going to use that excitement to inject what they want into the ETF structure. So that's why he's coming out publicly saying, oh, all you need is this, it's a clause, and it is the, uh, uh, the, uh, 
proof of identity clause or something like that. It's basically, hey, you forgot to put the agreement that we can track all of your users and individuals. (laughs) Who would use something like this? Well, this is where you and I may split a little bit. I I believe in everyone's freedom. All right. But I also believe in everyone's freedom to be evil. Me too. Me too. All right. So I mean as long as it doesn't in, 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 you know initiate aggression then yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, it, it's um no, I'm all, I'm actually all right if, if he even brings aggression. Who? You know, it's 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 Gary Gensler. Uh, it's it's for what? Huh? For what? Why would Gary Gensler? What what legitimate action do you think he could take? Oh, he can't really take anything. But what he can do is manage the illusion of the herd. Well, he, he sort of has. I mean, if you think about it, he has sort of denied, he's made such a big showing of his rejection of so many different ETF applications, but then he turns around and approves BlackRock's uh, ETF applications. So everybody got denied except for BlackRock. Yep. And it's like, what does that tell you? I, you know, the way I look at it is it's, this is just part of the government's war on crypto. Again, no banking cabal ever has or ever will or ever would, think about it logically, if you had a monopoly on the issuance of currency, would you give it up peacefully? No, who would? That's crazy, right? If you could, if you had the right to print money at will, who would give up a, a monopoly on that, right? So it's crazy for us to expect that the banks are going to go down without a fight. This is part of it, this whole you know, action by the SEC. And it's, by the way, it's just the beginning. They're going to they're throw, throw the kitchen sink at us. They're going to they're gonna do everything possible to stop, uh, p- to get people to sort of strengthen the dollar, to shore it up, and to sort of, uh, you know, denigrate and sort of push down any sort of sound commodity alternatives. Non-inflationary assets are going to try, they're going to get beaten up. But you know what? And in the long run, it's good because you can't beat the market, right? In the long run, we win. It's going to be ugly. I don't doubt that one bit. And what that'll do is I think that that is going to sort of purge a lot of these finance bros and these Wall Street sort of hawks from the market. And it's going to return to a situation where it's just the libertarians and the cypherpunks and the the freedom lovers and the agorists who are sort of back to sort of the only people in the crypto market. And that those were the good old days, right? Before we had a lot of the, you know, tribalism and, 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 you know, fighting and all that nonsense. So in the long run, we win, you know, long-term I'm optimistic, short-term, I think it's going to be ugly. Yeah. I, um, uh, I think that this is the transit because you have to remember that, that although these people are control freaks, they're not stupid. They understand government does not create anything. All they do 
is they wait to see what is winning and then they infiltrate right what is co-opt yeah Yeah. and the same thing is true of social movements by the way yeah right like the tea party look look how they co-opted the tea party or um you know even left-wing movements like uh you know the police accountability stuff look how quickly that became about marxism or the environment right that became like they co-opt social movements they co-opt um technology so you're absolutely right and and it's not going to be any different with cryptocurrency wait until they put wait until they roll out cbdc's and they tell you hey your your paycheck can't be spent at the gun store your paycheck can't be spent to buy crypto or gold or silver or land or a hard asset your paycheck can only be spent at target or at walmart or at the bar they want you to consume 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 so we can keep the illusion of this service sector economy in reality you can't have a consumer economy if you don't produce anything right you can't consume if you don't produce first you have to produce if you want to consume right so we have it backwards and the only way we can do that is if it's built on this you know false money well uh how 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 i see their plan is this right now this is this is big view and you really gotta wrap your head around it right is everything that we've um everything that cryptos has actually been going through for since the rollout of bitcoin right everything is actually built off of what was before it so you had shaw 256 which gave us the technology for actual bitcoin then you had the global internet speed rate reach fast enough where a blockchain and agreeing on a block time is feasible. So then you have Bitcoin rollout. And ever since then, it has been the reason that the government never got everyone's like, if they wanted to destroy it, they could have back then. Right. They didn't want to destroy it. They wanted to see which of the cryptocurrencies that the public would accept, the majority of the public would accept. Because that's all they do. That's how that's how they they create the next system yeah and 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 that's what that's in my opinion and this is like a super controversial opinion i'm sure some of your listeners won't agree with this and that's fine but i i feel like the 2017 was it 2017 the the block wars was i feel that uh i would be if I was a rich man, I would bet. If I, I mean, if I had money, I would put it down, man. That the federal government uh, infiltrated the crypto community in order to retain uh, small blocks because they knew it would be less functional as a medium of exchange and therefore less competitive to Federal Reserve notes. 
In other words, I would it, agree with it, that. It would pose less of a threat to the Federal Reserve if we kept these small blocks because they knew that it would it would be less functional as a true medium of exchange. That's where we get this whole store of value narrative. Um, whereas Satoshi said something completely different. Satoshi said this was peer-to-peer electronic cash. That's his own words, right? It's the very first line of the white paper. Bitcoin is peer-to-peer electronic cash. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. And I think, you know, they clearly picked, uh, they, they waited to see which network would be the largest. Yep. And, and as soon as they saw it, they jumped on top of it. Yep. And I think they got nervous after, you know, Vitalik uh, released Ethereum in what was it, like 2016 or something like that. And then we yeah. had the ICOs. Where light was like coin a, and yeah, and, and we had a free for all back then. It was great. There was this was there wasn't even KYC at Coinbase during these times, right? And yeah, then, oh, and, the and, good and, old days. Yeah, and then the parasites come along, and now it's like like you said, there's clauses to your ETF trade, and you know they've got their noses and everything. Whereas just you know three four years ago, they their official position was it's not even real money. They said it was a novelty. Well, it's. This is the progressive movement, right? At and, and that's uh, people who say we have a uniparty where they're all just one. Yes, they're called progressives. Yeah, we right. Have prog- progressive Republicans like Romney. And uh, Lindsey yeah, Graham and right, all Graham, they're all progressives. And now, mind you, even the elected officials are low level progressives, right? These are Pelosi, Romney, they aren't leading shit, right? Right, right. These, these are basically the janitors of the progressive movement, right? I agree. It's, Pawns on it's, the chessboard. Right. It's, it's, they just execute the s- small agenda they're given. It's because it's, it's a global movement. So they're, they're, Choosing the time when France should have issues. So it will line up with another thing in America so they can nudge the whole world in a certain direction. Right. And, and that, that, that's well, exactly what they're doing now. I mean, I just actually, shameless self-promotion, I just released a book on the progressive era called Three Books That Changed the World. And all of these changes started during the progressive period. And it all started, like you can trace all of this stuff back. Wait, We're wait. talking about healthcare. Is, is one of the books that you're talking about, is it called The Road We Are Traveling? No. So all these three books um, were all written during the progressive period, um, the early 20th century. And the, the thesis of the book is that there are three fiction books that were largely obscure that people have never heard of, but they had a profound influence on uh, the events at the time. And, and through these three books, I tell the story of the progressive era 
Um, the three books are are The Jungle by Upton Sinclair, Bingo. which which sort of in, in, by the way, people were lied to to this day about that yep. book, right? People still think that that's a nonfiction book, whereas Sinclair was paid to write a socialist propaganda piece. And none of the things he wrote about were true. He wrote terrible things about the food industry. Long story short, it was used to sort of usher in this regulatory nanny state that we still contend with today, right? And the other two books are um, Philip Drew Administrator, who, who, which was written by uh, Colonel House, who was Woodrow yeah. Wilson's chief advisor and leading diplomat. Two roles, which, by the way, he was highly unqualified for. He was like a like a political strategist, like a consultant, who won Wilson's confidence and uh, used it to sort of implement his utopian vision of society. And then the third book was a it's a very obscure book that almost nobody's heard of. Uh, it's a 1917 novel called Christine, which was a World War One propaganda book, which was essentially funded by the British government that sort of helped sway American public opinion or to at least help ease uh, the, the pill down the American people's throat of World War I. The people were yes. against the war. Woodrow yep. Wilson sort of forced their hand. He won an election in 1916 by telling people, look, I kept you out of the war for this long. You want to stay out of the war, you better vote for me. And within six months of him winning re-election, we were World in World War I. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and by the way, the progressive period, like you said, that's what we're dealing with today. All of the politicians that were like the Elizabeth Warrens, the Romneys, the Grahams, it's just a regurgitation of those same progressive policies. And yep. by the way, eugenics was one of them. I mean, it was even worse at the time. But, um, you know, in the book, I trace the whole evolution of how they have sort of corrupted the food industry and how we got from the jungle to a relatively free market, you know, uh, uh, food industry to GMOs and Tony Fauci and experimental mRNA injections and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's once once you understand and um, luckily for me, I I never went to college and I uh, I got my GED. So I was never indoctrinated and actually taught to memorize. And so what I've what I've what I've done is the knowledge I have is actually based off reality. And basically Nikolai Tesla is who really kicked them into high gear because they understood they had to suppress his science because his science proved who we were, that we are actually... Uh, we are energetic beings. And we are not physical beings. And that's why they brought over um, Einstein and all these other fucking retards, right? Who, who convinced and propagated 
this idea of the atom, that the atom was the end all be all. And when in reality, the atom is the fourth level of creation. There's three levels under that and that we exist on level one through three. Level one through three creates us more than the atom does. So, you know, it's go ahead. uh, So they had to implement this science structure so that no one would look beyond the atom, that everyone's science would be based at the atom so that they could manipulate the science from the beginning because Albert Einstein's math doesn't work out on the theory of relativity, E equals MC squared is absolute bullshit. It, it's, it's a fallacy. It is not accurate. It, all right, if E equaled MC squared, we wouldn't have magnets. See, I, I'm not like a science, I'm not like a physicist kind of guy. I couldn't tell you, but I did just read a book recently um, by Carlo Rovelli, who's like a some like Italian physicist who is trying to put forth a new idea where he says, like, it's called The Order of Time was the name of the book. And uh, he's got a couple of books, but he said that the argument is that time is actually discrete units, right? More like... Um, more like an atom, I guess you would say. I don't know if he uses that exact term, but like more like discrete units rather than one continuous flow. But, you know, I'm not a physicist. I really, I don't know. No, I, I, you know I, I couldn't tell you. It's, um, I, there are so Tesla. many theories and scientific, like, no, no, this ideas is not out there. who is to know, you know? Oh, and we do know. It's, that's what Nikolai Tesla proved. And how he proved it wasn't, oh, here, let me do some math. He proved it by actually being able to communicate using the, the natural frequency of humans. It's Right. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that was like how like one month, you know, coffee is good for you the next month it's bad for you uh, oh you know, yeah it's, um, that's all bullshit like like it's, the science is, is is constantly like contradicting itself they're always telling you one thing and the next week they tell you something completely different they go from global cooling to global warming you know right. it's like at this point it's like you just kind of have to just you know go with the flow and just you know use use your your, your best reason and rationality the best you can uh, it, and that's where people need to change. They uh, uh, are Stop not trusting the authority figures. Right. Understand that we are not what we have been told. Right. We, 
humans are not what we've been told. We have been told that we've evolved and that we've, um, that we're these, you know, balls of goo that just climbed out of the ocean and all that bullshit. That, no, no, no. We, our skin is just frequency, harmony under pressure. Well, isn't that the string theory? Like we're just we're all like vibrations tuned to a certain frequency or something like that. Yeah, it except this. Like all yes. matter makes what makes different matter what makes different pieces of material different is the frequency with which they vibrate. I don't know. I think I thought yeah. that was the idea no, no. behind string theory. It, you're absolutely right, right. And everything we've been told is a lie. Like the Earth grows the earth is a growing entity from the middle out you're not going to get flat earth on me here are you oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> you because flat earth is it well now we'll get like all... a ton of hate mail from everybody you yeah like the, if you believe in a, a ball earth what's wrong with you because if you understand frequency and pressure, then you understand that everything that has mass must have pressure. It's, it's, it's how the harmony of the frequencies collect, right? What we think is gravity is frequency harmony, right? Heart, uh, harmonics are drawn to each other. That's mm -hmm. why on a piano, a sharp and a flat will never harm harmonize because they're right next to each. Are they're at a different level of frequency? Right, but, right, right. But you do a flat and a flat, or a sharp and a sharp, and those harmonize and make a different level of frequency. Hmm. That different level of frequency is actually, is actually part of the layers that lead to creating mass. All right? Hmm. We are frequency harmonized. And then under pressure, those frequencies that have actually built on top of each other hit each other and create what's called free, frequency friction. Frequency friction is why a woman can hit a high pitch and crack a glass across the room. That's frequency friction. And in the center of the earth, right, um, you know how we have um, uh, the um, 
um, the the uh, the magnetic uh, energy on Earth, how it like it actually comes from the center and goes back around. Right, right, right. That's that is the harmony. That's that's the frequencies coming together at the middle of the earth. And and where they touch is the harmony coming together that creates the harmony friction that creates the spark that creates carbon. Everything on Earth is made out of carbon. Right. Yes, that I know. Um, you're 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 a little bit above my head, but um, yeah, I mean, I know we're all carbon. You know what's yeah? The, we're all we're all gold dust. We're all carbon. We're all billion year old carbon or something like that. Where how does this right. go? Cros Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> but carbon is then put under pressure right at the center of the earth as it's created the as more and more carbon is created the pressure grows at the center of the earth so if if you look at antarctica and everyone wonders what's going on in in, in Antarctica. Right? The Earth, this is gonna sound crazy, but it's the best way to understand it. Remember when you were a kid at the fourth of July, you'd have those little black pieces of carbon that you'd light and they called it a snake and it would grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that snake part is Antarctica. If if you look at Antarctica, right, if you look at the rim that is not covered in snow, it's black because there's no soil up there. The Antarctica is actually nothing but coal and carbon. It is the release valve for the earth. Right? And the underwater oceans and rivers along the Antarctica and under the Antarctica carry the carbon and distribute it around the earth in an in an equilib equilibrium along with earthquakes uh uh kaisers uh you know there are little pressure relief valves all over the earth but the earth always grows that's why they had to get rid of the time change because we're, we are coming into a global 
growth spurt. Right? It's called the age of Aquarius. Oh, is that like um like the horoscope, like the constellations yes. and stuff? Okay. Right. But people they this is why educated people are so fucking stupid. Because they can't understand the old saying as above is below. Truest statement ever made. Right. Because as we move through space, right, imagine the sun is your finger and space is a uh, is a string on uh, on a guitar as as it flies through space it changes frequencies right and the changing of the frequency is the equivalent of a light dimmer on earth right so as you can raise it and move it the light gets brighter or dimmer that's why the sun's changing colors because the the frequencies from the sun go around the sun and hit the earth those are the frequencies that are growing the earth okay yeah you're you're above my head this is way above my my pay grade um i'm not like a necessarily a scientific dude but you know no, i don't you know you don't have to be as i was explaining that it it's the reason my philosophy you, on science is whatever the government says i assume the opposite that's exactly that, that's true that's just true of everything really if they say that the sky is blue i gotta, I gotta run outside and check because there might be all hell breaking loose like whatever they yeah. say you can just assume the opposite that's my and so far right. i'll tell you what it's it's really worked wonders for me that whole philosophy i've been 100 percent every time right. just it's, by using that one simple rule the reason that i want you to get this is because everything we want to achieve is achievable if humans understand what we are because when you yeah, understand that we're magic you cannot be controlled it's yeah but ben that's the beauty of agorism though is that because you're never gonna one of the things i tell people is you're not going to convince the no. a, a majority of the you won't even convince a majority of, of your local town let alone a majority of the world or your state or your country to become you know radical free market libertarians right they're not going to people most people are they don't have the stomach to sort of read that philosophy and to learn that stuff what you can do though and that's this is the thing about agorism mechanics or economics. You can create that freedom in your life, right? So we can't, can, we're not going to, we're not going to, it's not the case that we're going to convince everybody to come to our side, like philosophically. What we will do, though, is convince them to come to our side by following their own interests, 
right? People are going to use cryptocurrency because it's in their best interest. People are going to, uh, you know, remove themselves from, you know, uh, legacy food production and gun control laws because it's in their interest. That's how we're going to defeat these things. So I don't know if I'd say that we're going to convince um, most of these people are, you know, are, are still blind to the, the reality of the situation. So again, you know, they, they're, they're trying to vote themselves out of $30 trillion in debt. It's not going to, we're, we're, we're at, we're at two different planes with, with the, the sheep. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, um, I agree. It's, it's just, and what I explain on my show, and and as as you can tell, I talk about everything. Uh, is a lot of what I say now sounds crazy, but it rings true. What's well, true of every uh, hell, man? Everything I've said over the last ten years, people thought I was crazy, and right. it all came true. Yeah, you know, it's because you're you're not you're not looking through it through a lens that was uh, was trained to memorize and repeat, right? You're you're looking at reality from a point of view of of free thinking. Exactly. I'm trying to take. I'm trying to. What I the way I reached any of these conclusions was simply by, uh, you know. Uh um, See, observing, I'm observing, but you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I, I do owe a lot of my, my, the opening up of my eyes. Right? I was a sheep. I was, you know, just as blind as everybody else. And I, what woke me up was um, Ron Paul's candidacy in like 2008. I remember thinking to myself, you know, because I was like a neocon at the time, and I, and I remember feeling betrayed by George Bush. Like, oh my God, like this guy, he promised us no nation building. He promised us this, and he did the opposite. He was a disaster. So I'm looking at all the options, and I'm thinking to myself, the only one that makes any sense of all those guys on stage, on the debate stage, the only one that makes any sense is the one that I'm told to think is crazy. Yeah. Like, what's up with this situation? And then I started to look into him and, um, you know, I discovered like, you know, sound money and, and, and all these different economic ideas. And I learned about the Federal Reserve. So when crypto came around, I was very I was in a position, you know, mentally, philosophically to really I understood the value of it as soon as I was introduced to it. And, uh, you know, I understood the value of having an uncensorable, unconfiscable, uninflatable money. And uh, that is sort of what kicked me down the road. So I don't know. I uh, I do owe a lot of it to to some of the smarter people who have opened my eyes. But you know, the, again, I don't I don't know that we can expect everybody to make that transition. At the end of the day, I don't think people are going to use cryptocurrency because they think uh, you know they think like we do, they, because they want to end the Fed or something. They're going to use cryptocurrency because it's 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 the best option available to them at that at that moment in time.
Yep. And you know? they'll, they'll use whichever one they prefer. Right. And, exactly. And I am totally good with that. That's. A, yeah. I've got into arguments with Bitcoin maximalists. Oh, yeah, me too. They and, hate me. And they're like, your name is Bitcoin Ben. And I go, yeah. I love Bitcoin. And they're like, well, you can't love Bitcoin, but yet like uh, others. And I said, I don't. Uh, what? Just because you like a Chevy doesn't mean you right, right, I know. Oh. It, it's, it, but you know what, Ben? Do you remember? I mean, you've been around for a while. You remember back in the day, it was not like this at all. It was nope. every, there, there was a much more open spirit of like, like when when Vitalik announced Ethereum, we were all pumped. Like we were yeah, we had colored contracts. coins. Yeah. yeah. Early on, we had colored coins, um, and we thought it was so cool when we saw like somebody playing the guitar who had like their QR code, or like you know there was all sorts of things, and we were so excited about it. And then, then like I say, man, it's the government infiltrated that, and they no, sort no, no. of pushed that what? small block narrative. What infiltrated that was they started to get a value. And as soon as things get a value, whatever you hold the, mo the most of is what you value. And so I don't right. see it as the government infiltrated anything. I see it as now people from the government or from agencies or left or right or some agenda, you know, but really what it was, was self-interest. You know, if you were there when, when Ethereum launched and you were getting, you know, Ethereum at 50 cents and you right you know uh, and you hold you know 50,000 of them and now they're each worth well over a grand you're an Ethereum maximalist but right, and right. that's not wrong that's self-interest but you know what the way I look at it is what is in my self-interest is for the Federal Reserve to to disband, to get rid of the central bank. That's like when you look, when you really take a step back and you look at the state, the government, and you say the you sort of analyze the enemy, the beating heart of the government is the central bank. Because without a monopoly on the issuance of currency, they would never be able to afford the welfare warfare state that they currently have going on. So yeah. the way to, again, the way to, the, the way to beat that is to stop using federal reserve notes. So again, that leads me to the conclusion that you just offered, which is, I don't care what currency you use, as long as you're not using federal reserve. Yeah. Notes. You want to use Litecoin, use Litecoin. You want to use dash, use dash. You want to use Bitcoin or Bitcoin cash or BSV or, you know, Ron Paul coin or Peer coin or Feathercoin or Dogecoin. I don't care. As long as we're not, you know, you got to remember, every time we use USD, we're helping them. 
we're helping the bankers. And it's yeah. look, I get it's not possible to completely remove yourself from the dollar. It's just it's it's too entrenched in society. You can't do it 100%. But you to do it to the best of your ability. Do it to the the most that you possibly can in your personal situation because any sort of you, you don't want to you want to use the Federal Reserve currency as little as possible. That's why I tell people become your own bank. Becoming your own bank is the number one most important thing you could do to to push back against the state. It's the number one most important thing you can do to engage with the open market, right? With counter economics, with the agora. Stop yeah, using uh, their money. Hang on one second. We have to go to an uh, a word from yeah. our sponsor. You got it. Either. There we go. Are you buying and selling cryptos on the same laptop that you're using to browse the internet, read your email, and visit social media sites? If so, you're exposing your cryptos to theft. Whenever you're online, you're at risk of getting hacked and having your identity stolen. How would you feel if someone stole all of your cryptos? What would that do to your finances? Guard your cryptos with a safe and secure laptop from Calix Solutions. Each laptop is set up just for you and your cryptos, and then we walk you through exactly how it works. Don't risk the security of your cryptos. Order a crypto laptop from Calix Solutions now to secure your crypto future. Learn more at calixsolutions.io. Awesome. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I think Sal is using the restroom or something. Uh, it's the reason, oh, there we go. Sorry about that. Oh, no, no, you're good. It's, uh, I, I want to elaborate on what I think's going on and get your opinion because, yeah. uh, although, uh, you you seem like the type of guy that isn't um, you look at reality then you look at history um, but you don't really take a stance on where you things are where you think things are going you kind of go it's it's gonna go the way it goes and just run with it, you know. But I think with your knowledge of history, probably, now you probably wouldn't say it in public, but you may if I can squeeze it out of you. I think you have a pretty accurate idea on where this is all going because of your knowledge of real history. So... This is what I think is going to happen over the next year and a half. I, um, I think that Bitcoin in July is going to skyrocket. And uh, there's two reasons why. Is Number one, I know a lot of the entities and I've talked to a lot of the players that are involved with um, 
there's a plan out there called the 1% plan. And that 1% plan is BlackRock over the next, before the next halving, getting 1% of their uh, friends and associates, 1% of their wealth into Bitcoin. Now, they've collected some already off the over-the-counters and crap like that because I've heard it from friends of mine who run over-the-counters and who's buying it. Now, they've reached a place where they they have basically liquidated all of the larger available pools of Bitcoin. So now they have to bring in the exchanges to the SEC Mm. so they can put them in a headlock and line them up. And, And Brian Armstrong at Coinbase is basically getting told, I guarantee it right now, you play the game or we do a hostile takeover. Well, look what they've done with with Binance just this week. They they rejected their application for like a a German exchange and and stuff like that. So no doubt that they're going to, you know, again, they're going to do everything possible to stop uh, cryptocurrency. Again, who would give up? A monopoly on the issuance of currency. Why should we expect the banking cabal to do it peacefully? It's not going to happen. You know, I mean, you know, the way I see it is um, I look at it largely in terms of economics, right? Because that's what we're talking about is economics. When we talk about the central bank and, and uh, monetary theory, we're talking about central banking. The way I see it is I just go back to Mises and Austrian business cycle theory. Yeah, We have this boom-bust business cycle where they print a bunch of money, they create the illusion of wealth, times are good, right, so to speak. But guess what? Eventually that bill comes due. And the economy naturally seeks to liquidate all of that malinvestment, right? All of that malinvestment that's created by the additional capital, it has to be liquidated. And that's done sort of the same way that like, a forest fire burns off dead wood from the from the forest floor in order to allow room for new growth. If you liquidate that malinvestment through the through a, what's known as a recession, then you can sort of you know if as long as you have a sound money regime in place, then you can have economic growth again. Unfortunately, what we've been doing since you know Alan Greenspan in the '90s or 2000s is we've been kicking the can down the road. So every time there is a recession. They just print more money instead of instead of allowing the recession to liquidate that malinvestment. They just print more. It's like a junkie going through withdrawals. Like, yes, it sucks. Like you're sick. You got the sweats. Guess what? You got to go through that to get better. The alternative is you could take a shot of dope in the arm and you'll feel better temporarily. But before long, you're going to feel like shit again. And it's the same thing with these injections of capital QE stimulus, whatever they call it, you know what I mean? Uh, security buybacks or whatever it is. It's all uh, it's all money printing, essentially. And eventually that stops. 
it's like a game yeah. of musical chairs. Eventually the music stops and you better have a chair when that happens. And, you know, the other thing about economics is it tells us what's going to happen, but it doesn't tell us when it's going to happen, right? If it did, we would all be rich, right? We would all just be, you know, just the most wonderful investors ever. So it, it, it's hard to, uh, it, it's hard to time these things. You know, look, look at Peter Schiff. He's Peter Schiff has not necessarily he's been calling for the U.S. dollar to collapse since 2008. He's not wrong. He's just early, although from an investment perspective, they're not there really isn't too much of a difference. But theoretically, philosophically, he's right. You know what I mean? He, he's using the right theories. He's predicting the correct outcome. He just got the timing terribly wrong. Well, it's. Um, let me add to that then. Because uh, I got about 15 more minutes, is uh, nothing ever crashes, right? That's that's a word we all use, but it never happens. Right? What happens is that usage and change are ever flowing with time. Yeah, so, exactly. So while people are waiting for that one day, that that crash, that that mindset is actually or was actually created years ago with the creation of a calendar. You have to understand this, this system of control has actually been an ever-growing uh, plan actually built on top of each uh, uh, generation. So where we're at now, right, Eva, we have people arguing over Keynesian economics, Austrian economics. Well, what we have to realize is that Keynesians, well, the real Keynesians know their system doesn't work. They know their system is meant to fail. It's it's like actually building a house where there's no nails. You know, you know yeah. it's going to fall. But hey, well, hang on a second. Is this was implemented in 1913 so that we could reach this point? This point where we're at now with electric money as Tesla said would be created. They could have created it in Tesla's time. But the Progressive Party, the whatever you want to call them, the enlightened, the Illuminati, what, what the hell ever, they knew that they had to shut Tesla up because if the general population understood what he said, it's all over. They have to infiltrate 
the whole medium, the whole, they, they have to create the matrix. So they roll out this 100, 125-year plan, and they had to execute it in a certain amount of time because the generations before them understood the larger picture, which is the frequency change of the sun. Why do you think Russia, China, America, all these countries, the one thing they never argue about, the space station? Where we're supposedly at war with Russia, but we're still manufacturing with Russia parts for the space station. And taking rides up to the space station like, on Russian does that rockets. Fucking makes sense to <laughs> I anybody. I know. Now, all of the billionaires, all of the these people that are dying, disappearing, and all that. You have to understand that a lot of these cargo rides up to this. Do you know what this space station looks like right now? Uh, like a big hunk of metal, right? Like just it's zipping around and it's like a sort of discombobulated station. And isn't there like different compartments for different countries and they can close it off to one country if they want to or something yeah. like that? What? Oh shit! I just froze up. Uh, hang on. I still, I, I can still see you. All right, good. Because this is the shit they don't really want out. All right now, the space station is not one station. Think of, um, uh, remember that old cartoon where you had transformers, but then they'd come together and they would create Megatron or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing, right. Right. That's what the space station is. There's huge, and we're talking capable of holding 100,000, 200,000 people. Huge things being built behind the moon. The dark side of the moon is, as Roger Waters said. Right. You know, there's, there's, uh, it's, it's really interesting because who, who, I don't know. I'm sort of fascinated by space because I don't, you know, it's one of those, it's like the final frontier. It's like, who, who really knows what's going on up there? And, and, uh, I don't know. It's very interesting though. All you have to do, and maybe I, I, maybe I'm blessed because I was, when I was younger, I had a speech impediment from the age of when I could talk until I was about 10. So during grade school, I never talked. 
right? I literally, because back then they didn't have special ed. They didn't have all this, you know, stuff now. I literally sat in, in the corner my whole grade, my whole grade school never answered questions, never had the teacher because they thought I was retarded. But <laughs> no, I'm serious. So my whole existence has been analyzing people and analyzing systems and analyzing root. Do you know what you will analyze and think about with seven hours of, of yeah, basically right. sitting there? And a child's mind, remember, forget it. Bingo. I can remember the first time that I realized that a clock was there, not to tell us the time, but, but to to organize the system. I was six years old and I sat there and this went on for a month that I sat there and actually watched out a window, watched everything I could see and, and figured out why time existed and what would be the benefits to society. And, and if you're creating a society that must have an agenda, if, if that has an agenda, who sets the agenda? If, if you have an agenda, then you have an end goal. And so at, from right, a young exactly. age, I'm working this out because no one would interact with me. So I was interacting with my environment and and I I knew at the age of 7 that teachers were full of shit. Yeah, right, right. And that everything <laughs> they were teaching was actually a um was actually a system of control because it never made any sense. Why would you teach a child to memorize how to write a word? Right, right. Or, or you know, they, what they teach kids is how to pass standardized tests in a way that gets the school increased funding the next year, not, you know, how to succeed in life. But it's even worse, you know, um, in terms of history, what they've, what they've done, the butchery, of how they teach history to children. I mean, it's a crime against humanity. These kids are learning outright fiction, just complete and total falsities. Right. Um, I don't know if you, again, more seamless self-promotion around here. I have my, my book, The American Experiment, somewhere. No, no, grab it and show everyone, because well, I know I want to read it. I'll tell you what, Ben, I'm surprised you haven't read it, because you would love this book. This is an author's copy, so it's got that little band there. Otherwise, it won't yeah. have it. But um, this is like sort of uh, how this is sort of U.S. history um, seen in, in the in the in a larger context of world history. But I sort of explain how um, 
you know, the state has made up all of these historical lies from day one, going back to the Greeks and the Romans. It's it's all been a lie designed to sort of uh, maintain and strengthen their own power over us. I mean, yeah. people have there are things that people take for granted. They just accept that some of these historical figures are heroes. They're such wonderful people. When in reality, they were monsters. They were, you know, terrible people. It's really true what they say, how how uh, history is written by the winners, because yep. it really is. And I really try to uncover all of that in that book. So, I mean, you would love it. Yeah. And, and what I try and do on my show is, is, is I'm trying to get people who understand and mind you i'm not trying to save everybody it's just if they understand the big picture and the pieces that were put in place by each generation then you see where this is all going and yeah uh i actually did a show a while back where i uh, I explained and showed how the English language was created to manipulate the minds of the people because every language prior to that, what was, um, it's what is called um, eth, um, um, eth, 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 no, I can't. It's, it's wasn't it Latin before English? No, no. Uh, uh, they are the Romance languages and stuff like that. All of those were based on phonics. Okay. Like, uh, naturally evol uh, evolving languages from culture. So those. Every language before English was actually based on on harmonics and phonics that evolved over generations. English was the only language ever separated into individual alphabets of of frequency. And the reason they did that is because they understand the power of language. Language controls emotion. Controls thought in general. Right. right? Like, like language is sort of in, language and logic are sort of mirrors of one another. Exactly. So they created the English language using an alphabet so they could put sounds together that would manipulate the human brain at a frequency level. Should we start talking in Spanish? Uh, no. Hablamos en español? It's, well, I don't know. Uh, yo no Trevor hard. That's all I know. I don't work? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's why in school we are taught how to spell. Right, because spelling tests and spelling bees. Right, what you're doing when you create a word 
is you are using the alphabet to create a sound that will manipulate the mind of the listener. So you're putting a spell on them. That's why it's called spelling. Give me another reason why they would call it spelling. Hmm. When you understand history, you understand it all. That and that's it, that. That's why they they've made up so much bullshit. That's why these kids are learning crap because they don't want people to know. It because of the words that say it, you the know, words they use manipulate the emotions in the mind. One of the ways I've been sort of approaching it recently is to look at it in terms of like the flow of information. Like uh, uh, the more you really look into things, in my opinion, it really seems to be that like everything at its most base level is just like information, like uh, like bits of information. And they need to control that flow of information. They, the, the most threatening thing for the powers that be is uh, – you getting information from an unapproved source. They can't have that. That's why uh, it's hate speech. That's why it's, you know, uh, racist, transphobic, whatever. You know, it's all these terrible things. You can't be allowed to say it. it's got to be censored, disinformation, right? It's any, any information that comes from an unapproved source has to be removed from the national conversation. Yeah, and... And it, um, I, I only got a couple minutes left. If, if you think about it, right? Why do words we say make people? We've all seen them, where someone says something, and people usually on the left, they say they get triggered. Yeah, they right. react in such an unbelievable way. It's right. like, I can't believe yeah. it. <laughs> it, it it's, you know, the only thing that makes sense is if there would be some sort of psychological mechanism at play, like Bingo. you're saying. You know what I mean? What, what I'm trying to explain to people is the matrix is bigger than you think. And the only way we can get out of the matrix is if we understand that humans can communicate with each other without words. Right. Right, right, right. And, yeah, I mean, and I'll, that's I'll tell you. Why they're poisoning our bodies because, oh, shit, preachers are. Right. That's that's why the age of enlightenment, the age of enlightenment was to transition the human out of the magical human into the physical human, the age of logic, the age of science. It, that's what the witch trials were over. That's science, what. trademark, science, copyright, right. GM, the science. Right, and <laughs> because before, let's say, 
before 1100 PC, right? Or, or uh, uh, AD, right? And that's a whole nother construction is humans understood mm. that they were they were magic and they could how people ask how they build the pyramids you don't understand folks humans can move mountains it when when we were building the pyramids it wasn't a bunch of slave labor dragging a rock across the fucking ground, right? This, this was a circle of people concentrating on the air and the molecules under the rock vibrating them and lifting them up and into place. And the reason we can't feel it anymore is because we've been genetically poisoned. Our DNA is so weak. That's why cancer's going up. That's why all these diseases are happening. They are, they are, they are disrupting the frequencies of our DNA. That's why it's called a disease, because it it brings dis-ease. Mm. Well, also, let, let, let's give some credit to Tony Fauci here and the CDC for poisoning everybody. I think they probably have something to do with the rise in cancers and heart attacks, too, you know? Absolutely. The shots were the final blow. Right. It's, it's anybody who got a shot, I'm sorry, you're dead in about three years. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, they're already. Uh, I've I've got in two. I've got an aunt who's like fifty five years old, and she's addicted to watching The View. Hardcore liberal Democrat, and uh, you know, fully boosted. She just got a pacemaker put in, and she sees no connection between the two. Yeah, it's completely it's, brainwashed. It is. It is. If. People don't realize that we have to fundamentally change ourselves and our world. It's over. It's over, folks. We are already, um, we who aren't vaxxed, that don't mean we're well. Right, 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 right. Just because you're a pure blood doesn't mean you're. Uh, like none of us are pure bloods. Right. We, we. Now, this is not being religious. This is being factual on historic evidence. We are at the point of Noah. Right, Noah. When God flooded the earth? No, that was the earth growing and being 
flooded with water because as it grew in size, the pressure from space condensed into rain. And that's what made the oceans. It's it. This is not shit I'm making up. This is shit that people that have been taught such a fucking corrupt system, when they hear it, it's like, man, that makes sense. The earth was growing. Rain is 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 just moisture condensing under pressure of a cloud, and then it rains. So if the earth is growing, then as it pushed out, it would cause pressure and make it rain. Yeah, no shit. This is, this is, it's so obvious to me, but yet it's because I've never really interacted with with anything that I couldn't sit for a week and analyze and see it for what it is. While all the rest of the kids were trying to learn how to spell, they didn't give me a spelling test. They didn't slide a piece of paper and go, well, let's hope the retard learns how to write. (laughs) No, they left me alone. And I just sat in the corner. Probably better off for it, to be honest with you. With what goes on in public schools nowadays, forget it. Absolutely, because I... I honestly believe this, and this is not me fucking being ego or anything. I honestly believe I'm the only person that I've ever met who understands the big picture. It's, 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 it's like, it's like looking at a forest and everyone else is not even looking at a tree. They're they're looking at a can of spray paint on the floor of the forest. Right. It's what... Well, you know, it's like that meme where it's like you have one person standing in front of the whole crowd saying, yes, you are all wrong. You know, it's it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's... It's hard sometimes, but then people ask me, wait, then how the hell are you so happy? Well, when you understand that we're all just points of of light in a grand frequency of consciousness, then you understand this is all just a fucking, it's, it's an experience. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I sort of I look at it similarly. I'm, my my philosophy is like again, you can't save everybody. You can't. I can't save. It's not my responsibility. Everyone's already saved. And if you think about it, though, it's like I only we only have like seventy to eighty years with a whole lot of luck. It's like I can't spend that time 
trying to free the rest of the world. I have to spend that time. I'm in this world to live it, to, like you said, to experience it. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to convince everybody else to be free. I'm here to be free. Yeah. What? When I explain what I explain on my show, if, if I literally told people that they, that they didn't have to actually, well, I'm not even going to say it, but if they understood that they could exist without anything that we're told we need, people would quit their fucking jobs. People oh yeah, real quick. Would would it's it's that if all right, I'll just say it like this. If people understood that we don't need metaverse, we already have access to it. It's just changing the frequency of our consciousness. Well, it's sort of like the same thing, how everybody's like, they, they fear uh, automation and, and like how we're sort of becoming like robots and, and it's sort of, you know, this robotic technology sort of enmeshing with us and we're going to, they think we're going to become like transhumanists and it's sort of what you're saying. My, my argument is, well, we're already halfway there. We already have AirPods in our ears. We have Google glasses overlaying navigation onto our field of vision. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have a, a navigator in our in our heads telling us which way to go. Turn left here, turn right there. We're getting automatic updates on our iPhone for different pieces of information that we're clued into. So we're already halfway there. It's sort of like you're saying. It's like we're yeah. already halfway into the metaverse. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I know I've been saying I got to go, but I really got to go. Uh, I'm going to say this. Then we're gonna wrap it up. I will definitely have you back on. And yeah, if we you should want to be on your show. Let me know. We should. Uh, is this? Is that the goal of all of this? Is to get a certain amount of people to accept the adaptation of technology into their bodies so that when liftoff happens, (laughs) that they have the employees of the Walmart, think of Earth as Walmart, right? It's going to be the 7-Eleven, one of the 7-Elevens in the universe, right? They want enough hardwired with electronic technology that those people can manage the earth. The rest of us need to go in their eyes. And that what's going on is they're transitioning us to a different remote control. Right now, we are poisoned. We are like a remote control car 
running out of battery. We're like a remote-controlled submarine going to explore the Titanic is what we're like right, right now. And, and, and as we get weaker and weaker, more of us are going to stop moving. And, and what's, what they're doing is they're disconnecting the humans on Earth from the collective consciousness and plugging them into the AI consciousness. So we're going from being remote controlled with our souls from the collective consciousness, which is one big frequency, to remote controlled physical bodies controlled by the AI they're inventing now. That's it. And this whole goal is just, we have built up Earth to a point where technologically they are ready to join their brothers out, out off Earth. And now they have to slowly but surely get rid of the unneeded herd and bring on and help create the digital herd so that they can remote control the digital herd that runs the intergat this is gonna sound crazy but it's true intergalactic convenience store called earth hmm. earth is just one big producing entity it's it's one big farm it's one big growth of yeah no doubt about that right uh it's uh, Everyone thinks that we're gonna harvest things off of astro off of asteroids. Folks, we are the asteroid that we are we harvesting harvest things off of. Once you hear it and once you understand what Antarctica is, once you put it all together. It makes sense because it all clicks together and none of it would make sense if you didn't have the whole picture. Why are they going all electric? Because oil doesn't transport very well in outer space. It's a good lubricant, but you don't want to use it for, you know, energy. Plus, they know they don't need it. They know what Tesla knows, that the frequency of consciousness is the energy that everything can run off of. There's a such thing as a harmonics engine. It combines frequency with 
magnetism. Nikolai Tulsa created one. He put it on a shelf and strapped it to an I-beam of his office and turned it on. He thought nothing happened until the police knocked on his door and said, whatever the fuck you're doing, all the houses around you are shaking. Yeah, I know. Because he understands. All you have to do is tune the engine to the right frequency. You're off and running. The copper engine is the key. Why do you think copper's going up so much? Because copper is the best metallic mm. conductor of frequency. Makes sense. Because it's true. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, who the hell knows? You know what I mean? It, again, it's I just do. it's so it's so uh, beyond beyond me that no, I, it's I just, not. You, Stop yeah, but you know what? Like, that. yeah, but you, I can't go out there and like look at it with my two, my own two eyes well, and uh, and see what's going on. You know what I mean? Well, There's no I, direct. Do you believe in oxygen? Yeah, I, can you yeah, see it? I mean, no, not necessarily. Then how the fuck do you know True. it's there? Fair don't point. limit your don't limit your knowledge to hear, smell, see, taste, because your logic is your greatest gift God ever gave you. Right. Your, the reason you said, well, that sounds right, is because you, as you heard it, your soul, because you are a validator of the collective consciousness, as you heard it, your soul reiterated it back up into consciousness, and consciousness validated it as soon as consciousness validates it, you that's the feeling you get when it goes, yeah, that sounds right. That's your logic. Your logic is the validation of the collective consciousness of existence. Hmm. But it would do more shows. Yeah, no, we should. We definitely, we definitely should. There's so many, so much this, shit we could talk about, you know. I do this all the time. Everyone and you're close by. We yeah. we could even do them in person, you know. Everyone I talk to, at the end of the conversation, they're like, "Man, he makes sense," but ah, uh, because they don't trust their own instincts. Your instincts are is what's telling you what I'm saying is true. Because you think that instincts are in your body. They're not. Our instincts are us sending a question to the collective consciousness, which is the container of all knowledge, we are based, 
every time you're in a conversation, as you hear it, you that is going into the Google search term of the consciousness. And you're getting an answer back in, in real time. Because each one of us is a validator, a node in this network that is consciousness. Hmm. Interesting. I, I we did, definitely have to have more conversations. Oh, dude, I did one video. I was in my RV with another guy. And I explained how humans are built on blockchain. And as I went through it, I might just a guy to the left of me, blockchain coder. And as I went through how humans and human consciousness is an ever validating in real time artificial intelligence blockchain of knowledge or it's why humans as we exist as a consciousness and as a network of consciousness as we go through time we not only get smarter our improvement gets faster it's why a two-year-old, you hand them an iPad, they take over the world. Right, yeah. You give a 90-year-old, right? There's a reason, because when they were born, they have a more current, updated version of consciousness. It's it's like looking at Windows 3 and asking Windows 3 to run YouTube. It, it can't do it because at the time of creation, it didn't have the programming to interact with that level of technology. We're the same. What we're doing is creating a, with AI, we are creating ourselves just on a different frequency. The, uh, the new humans that will have all the you know, shit in us, you're not going to be walking around with a headset on, folks. It would be inside. It'd be like a Neuralink transmitter, like nope. one of those Elon Musk styles. Nope. And they just nope. press a button, you just fall in nope. line. Nope. <laughs> it is why they gave us a vaccine. It is the spiked protein that is the key to all of this. Because the spiked protein, as they inject the children with all of the vaccines when they're born, 
the uh, the the spiked proteins will actually create new DNA. That's why all these people are having heart attacks with blood clots. Because well, Alex Alex Jones uh, has been saying for years that um, you know they've they've been putting fl- uh, fluoride in the water so that they could sort of it sort of acts as like a receptor for uh, their sort of signals or or what have you their mind control operations. Yeah. And if they want to, they could. You know, I don't know, press a button or, or tune a dial and then, you know, someone, you just, you know, turn into like a mass shooter or something like that. Right. Uh, CRISPR. Right. CRISPR. Right. Yeah. CRISPR, the gene that, editing. Right. That That's what that is. CRISPR technology. It's not that they take scissors and go in there and snip your DNA. It's all chemical. It's right. All yeah. Frequency. And and the same isn't that I, I don't know I, I really don't know what I'm talking about but isn't that also what mRNA like the the yes. um I have the messenger RNA or whatever it's called yes. is something that uh, those Cola was explaining yes and what that is is it's the difference between our old DNA and what they're turning us into what they're replacing it with right. And once I say this, it'll click. They're turning us from a CD into a CD rewritable. Remember CDs? Yeah, of course. You could go from a CD to an MP3, (laughs) but we're just controlled from their from their iPad. Right. No. They're changing a solid state DNA into a rewritable DNA where they can change the data because that's what DNA is. It's just data. It's the recipe for you. All they're doing is changing the recipe of humans so they can change the shape of the DNA, which is a coil. Every truck driver knows the best antenna is a coil. That coil of DNA is your station on the radio that receives your frequency of your soul. So there, you know, Tony Fauci has has turned the dial ever yes, so slightly. Right, where we lose the connection with our soul, and they use. All right, anyone know about what's going on? Where they got the big turbine going? And uh, God, what's the name of it? Um, um, help! It's it's. They say they're tr- trying to hit atoms, but that's all. oh the the Large Hadron Collider. Yes, the Large Hadron. Bullshit. And they're supposed to be building one in America. I think they have plans yes. to do one here. 
Which that should be a hell of an undertaking. Think they're not building a large hadron fucking collider. They're building a frequent. They're building a frequency amplifier. That's what they're building. They're basically, those are the replacement for the pyramids. Hmm. Because prior to, right, and when I say this, it'll make sense. Prior to the earth expanding at the time of Noah, the earth was smaller. There were pyramids all around the earth. Think of the pyramids as the satellites, right? And those pyramids were known as the Towers of Babel. That's how humans communicated on earth at that time, was through the Towers of Babel which were the pyramids. And when, when God flooded the earth, the pyramids were separated and they broke the connection of communication amongst all of the people. That's why God in the Bible says he destroyed their language. So they couldn't communicate because before the, the elite of that time had created a language to manipulate the humans just like now. This is not new. This is not, oh my gosh, this has all happened before. It's just no one's ever put it together in an understandable conversation and hardly anybody will sit and listen long enough to it to get it. What's the first thing the Bible says? God created the heavens and earth. He sp spoke them into existence. Frequency. It's, and I know this sounds crazy. My wife, when I told her that I figured it all out, she's like, what? And I said, existence. And she's like, you figured out existence. Yes. Okay, honey. That's great. Did you cut the grass while you did it? Yeah. It's, it's when the reason that you are not believing what you're hearing is because you, even you have been taught that you can't understand it all. It's so complex that you as a mere mortal could never conceive of the grandioso of the universe. I know. You're right, though. You're right, right. about that. Nikolai Tulsa told us, if you understand 369, 
frequency, harmony, pressure, you understand the universe. And if you understand the universe and you put together original writings, not somebody said something about what someone else said, you put original writings together, you you see it clear as day. And the reason it sounds true and it makes sense is because that's the collective consciousness telling you, yeah, that's right. But you, because, and other people have been trained that you're just this fleshy ball of goo, that you're not magical, that you're not incredibly powerful, that you yourself in this realm, you are a God, you are a creator. You are, you can literally use your mind to manipulate matter and create whatever you want, right? People say I'm crazy when I say that. And I say, no, look at this. We invented this. They're like, well, that's different. You know, that's metal. What are we doing? We're manipulating energy into a useful tool. Mm -hmm. It's just this way. We're doing it slower because we're using our hands. What we need to understand is that each human can create things like this using the power of the collective consciousness to create it. That we can alter everything that we're not restricted to anything because everything is under our control. We, that, it is a term that has been used in many different ways. But the last one that I can really reference that anybody will understand is Andrew Jackson's uh, manifest destiny theory that if you get enough humans together under one belief system that just let them run because they will manifest whatever they believe it That's what the elite know. That's why they wrote science fiction books. So the human imagination would start to go, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could create something like this that was originally introduced in a book from 1881? Then they write science fiction, they spread it out to the masses, and the masses together 
will produce whatever they collectively think is cool. And that's how they've led the industrial revolution is the elites know all they have to do is put an image in front, something in front of us that we think is, is pretty cool. And then just wait. It works. We will produce it to a point of right. perfection. That's where we're at in Bitcoin right now. That's why all the elites are getting in because they've all agreed that the collection of humanity has come to the conclusion that this Bitcoin will be the one that the majority adopts. It's why Apple's number one, but yet there's Samsung. It, once you understand it all, it makes perfect sense. It's just, that's why I'm on my fourth YouTube channel. That's mm -hmm. why I keep getting canceled. That's why t Twitter won't even barely even put anything out I put out. Because if, if the general population learns or hears what I say, and, and all I'm saying is what I'm saying is what the elites know. But if, if you know you're being manipulated, you can't be manipulated. And this is what we're going through now. The elites are losing the focus of the populace. That means they won't be able to achieve their goals because the populace is who builds towards their goal. And if the populace isn't focused, they won't build it. And that's why they say free will's an illusion. Because they understand free will is, is actually us making each other happy. We, we move towards each other's happiness. That's the energy of humanity. That's the difference between good and evil is we sacrifice ourselves for others. That's what makes humans work. They use us for their happiness. We are led with our love. 
And that's why we fight each other. The people on the left don't really hate the people on the right. The people on the right don't really hate the people on the left. We love each other. But we love each other so much that if we hear even somebody trying to hurt one of us, we attack. We don't even have to know them. And that's how they manipulate us. They tell us that someone's a victim of someone else. So we go against the person that we view or the group that we view as hurting somebody. But we don't realize that that's how they're getting us. They're destroying us with our own love. Now I really gotta go. <laughs> yeah, me too. But oh, you're yeah. right, man. And, and we definitely gotta yeah. we definitely gotta carry this conversation on. Sorry about that. I get emotional sometimes. Uh, no worries. Everyone, have a great day. And have a beer. It's Friday. Hence the Friday banana yeah. shirt. I like it. Love you guys. I will see you on Monday. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. I'll do the show on Monday. See you Monday.